Hey y'all, what if you really could change your life? If there was a way to be healthy and intentional in every area of your life? Good news, there is. And we show you how each week on All of You Whole. Hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. Every episode is an in-depth look at how to help you get unstuck, be brave in your life choices, and have a meaningful life all either from my own experiences or from the experts I interview. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Today on the show, in honor of National Water Quality Month, we are going to talk about the ins and the outs of water quality. I really want to help you know what's actually in your tap water and compare and talk about some different water filtration systems. So if you've been curious, like I was, about water filtration and its importance, today's podcast episode is absolutely going to be the episode for you. So probably about eight years ago, I finally did the deep dive into all the research. And I'm really excited to share with you everything that I learned about water quality and the best water filter that we use and some different options for you if you want to stop using tap water and you're interested in using filtered water. So first of all, our bodies are made up of 70% water, right? So we all know how important it is to stay hydrated to keep our bodies healthy. So drinking water is an absolute must to being healthy, but what happens when the water you're drinking is actually potentially harmful? And we think immediately about situations like the water in Flint, Michigan. So most of us, unfortunately, aren't aware of what's in our water. And we simply just trust that what shouldn't be in our water won't be there. This is why we have the government. And unfortunately, a lot of times we just trust these things that come from our government, whether it's the food that's on our grocery store shelves or it's the water in our taps. We think that our government is supposed to be keeping us safe because why would anyone let the water be contaminated? And the truth of the matter is that no matter where you're getting your water from, If it's not filtered properly, you most likely are drinking contaminated water. And I know that's really sad and unfortunate truth. So I want to take a look at what's potentially in our tap or even our bottled water. And I want to relay to you what we can do to make sure that our water is safe to drink. So just like I was speaking about Flint, Michigan, I'm going to post a story in the show notes for you of an article that was one of the breaking news stories of the situation in Flint, Michigan. And if you aren't aware, what happened in Flint, Michigan was there was so much lead in the children's blood that a state of emergency had to be declared. And the city of Chicago also offered its citizens at-home testing kits to determine if there was lead in their drinking water. 
And the Chicago Tribune's analysis of the results found that 70% of the 2,797 homes tested during the past two years, tap water in three of every 10 homes sampled had lead concentrations above five parts per billion, which is the maximum allowed in bottled water by the USDA. So this issue in Chicago is the lead pipes that carry the water. So if you have lead pipes, then that lead is actually transferred into the water and into your tap water. The crazy thing is that as recent as June of 2018, new groundwater contamination has been found in groundwater near Lake Michigan. So unfortunately, there are things in our soils, there are things in the pipes that are contaminating our water, even things like Roundup, which is glyphosate being sprayed on just about everything in the United States, is getting into our water. It's even getting into our rain. So I want to talk about some of the water contaminants that can be found in our water, and they are categorized into these four categories. First is physical contaminants, which are primarily in impacting the physical appearance or other physical properties of the water. So some examples are sediment or organic material suspended in the water of lakes, rivers, and streams. And these physical contaminants primarily come from soil erosion. The next category of water contaminants are chemical contaminants, and these are elements or compounds. And these chemical contaminants can either be naturally occurring or man-made. And examples of these chemical contaminants include nitrogen, bleach, salts, pesticides, metals, toxins that are produced by bacteria, and human pharmaceuticals or animal pharmaceuticals. So that is no bueno, as you can imagine. The next category is biological contaminants, and these are organisms in the water. These are also referred to as microbes or microbiological contaminants. Some examples of these are microbial contaminants, including bacteria, viruses, protozoa, and parasites. You guys, when I say protozoa, I think of Xenon Girl of the 21st century, which just cracks me up. Okay, the next category is radiological contaminants, and these are chemical elements with an unbalanced number of protons and neutrons resulting in unstable atoms that can emit ionizing radiation. You guys, radiation is no bueno because it ends up causing cancer. Some examples of these radiological contaminants include cesium, plutonium, and uranium. Just to give you an idea of the issues found across the United States water supplies, here's a statement from a study done a few years ago. So back in 2013, 25 US utilities voluntarily, so that's important, right? They voluntarily participated in a study from the U.S. Geological Society and the Environmental Protection Agency, which is the EPA. The preliminary findings, which were presented at a toxicology conference, found 18 
unregulated chemicals in drinking water from more than one third of U.S. water utilities sampled nationwide. So that's pretty breathtaking. And then the Scientific American says of these chemicals included are 11 parafluorinated compounds, an herbicide, two solvents, caffeine, an antibacterial compound, so antibiotics, a metal, and an antidepressant. Okay, so just think about if you are like me and that you are trying to minimize your need for pharmaceuticals, your toxicity overall, the things that you're putting in your body that are toxic, if you're trying to minimize these things, you absolutely should not be drinking tap water, just period. If you don't want to be presented with antibacterial drugs, in your water or antidepressants in your water or fluoride in your water, you absolutely should not be drinking tap water. The crazy thing about the toxic things that I just listed is that the most frequent chemicals in the list that I just provided to you are called perfluorinated chemicals. They're widely used in industrial processes like manufacturing of some nonstick, so Teflon and stain resistant food packaging, fabrics and cookware. So if you've heard of Teflon and how bad it is, that is what these chemicals are. The two most common of these compounds, PFO and PFOA have been detected in the blood of nearly every single person in the United States. And these are what you may have seen referred to as forever chemicals because they stay in your body and they are not released from your body. The crazy thing about PFOS and PFOAs are that a panel of scientists concluded that there's a probable link between PFOA and drinking water and listen to all these things, high cholesterol, ulcerative colitis, thyroid disease, testicular cancer, kidney cancer, and pregnancy-induced hypertension, and that's from Scientific American. So these are absolutely things you do not want to be putting in your body, especially if you have Teflon, if you have anything nonstick in your home, unless if it's like ceramic coated, that's fine. Anything that's Teflon nonstick, you definitely don't want. You also don't want this in your drinking water. So maybe you're thinking at this point, okay, this is terrible. (laughs) What is the United States doing about all of these contaminants in tap water? Do they know about this? What in the world is going on? So there was a Clean Water Act called the CWA that was passed in 1948 and amended in 1973. And It is what laid the groundwork for the Federal Safe Drinking Water Act called the SDWA. So this act was passed by Congress in 1974, and it is the main law that protects our nation's public drinking water. And unregulated chemicals means that these chemicals are not regulated under the SDWA. So utilities don't have to keep these chemicals at a certain level or even monitor for them at all. So that's part of the problem is that we're just not even monitoring for some of these things in the water at all. So they don't have to be under a certain level. And that is a super huge problem. So the EPA 
currently regulates about 90 contaminants in our drinking water. So that includes lead, arsenic, and uranium, which is great. And the thing that really blows my mind is just how many thousands, like honestly, thousands of chemicals aren't monitored at all and could be present in any level in our drinking water. Some of the contaminants that are not monitored include pesticides. That's a huge one. Disinfection byproducts, chemicals used in commerce, waterborne pathogens, that's terrifying, pharmaceuticals, and biological toxins. So this, as you can tell, this is a problem. Some chemicals and compounds that are on the most recent CCL4, which is the contaminant candidate list. So basically, what should we start really monitoring in our water? They publish this every five years are aluminum, benzyl chloride, chlorate, formaldehyde, methanol, PFOA, what we just talked about, PFOS, which we just talked about. And that means that the things that I just listed are not at all monitored. So the EPA says that there are a number of threats to drinking water improperly disposed of chemicals, animal wastes, pesticides, human threats, wastes injected underground, and then naturally occurring substances, and all of those things can contaminate our drinking water. So another study by the Toxic Substances Hydrology Program of the U.S. Geological Survey, the USGS, shows that a broad range of chemicals found in residential, industrial, and agricultural wastewaters commonly occurs in mixtures at low concentrations downstream from areas of intense urbanization and animal production. So as you can imagine, there's a huge factory downstream from that is going to be higher levels of pollution in the water. And the crazy thing is that the USGS collected and analyzed water samples from 139 streams in 30 states during 1999 and 2000. Their goal was to determine if harmful chemicals are entering these streams and you are not going to believe their findings. One or more chemicals were detected in 80% of the stream sampled and 82 of the 95 chemicals were detected at least once. So generally, these chemicals were found at very low concentrations. In most cases, that was less than one part per billion. And mixtures of these chemicals were common. So 75% of the streams had more than one chemical, 50% had seven or more, and 34%, more than a third, had 10 or more chemicals. And the things that they found were steroids, non-prescription drugs, insect repellent, and also detergent metabolites, steroids, plasticizers. And those last three I mentioned were measured at the highest concentration. So just like we were talking about these forever chemicals, the PFOS, that is linked to ADHD in children ages 12 to 15, thyroid disease in men, and diagnosed high cholesterol, ulcerative colitis, thyroid disease, testicular cancer, kidney cancer, and pregnancy-induced hypertension. So as you can see, these things that are not good for us are in our water, and I highly recommend 
not drinking tap water if you don't want to be exposed to these things. So it's true that in a lot of cases, the concentration of these contaminants is very low. The problem is we don't know the long-term effects of these chemicals, even at low exposures and low levels. So honestly, my personal philosophy with pretty much everything is if we don't know, why take the risk, right? Like I feel this way about a lot of things. If it could be a potential risk, then I'm not playing. I don't want to be involved in that and we are not gonna take our chances. So if you're wondering, okay, we've talked about Flint, Michigan, we've talked about some other cities, but how do I find out what's in my tap water and if I feel comfortable with that? So the thing is, sometimes you have to take matters into your own hands. You're probably wondering what in the world is in your personal tap water at your home. So no worries, I've got you covered. Here are some ways that you can get down to the bottom of what's in your tap water. So EWG's tap water base is my absolute favorite place to send people. And I will absolutely put this in the show notes. So the EWG has a database of water they've tested. They've compiled 28 million million water records and collected water from nearly 50,000 facilities that serve 280 million people in all 50 states. So they found that 81% of the facilities water that they tested had chemicals linked to cancer. They have detected 250 plus contaminants, 180 of which the EPA hasn't set any limits on at all. So like we're saying, a lot of things just aren't monitored at all. So please be sure to check out the, in the show notes, I will link to the EWG's tap water base and you can check their database using your zip code. If they don't have an answer for your zip code or if you're feeling froggy and really wanna know what's specific in your home's tap water, you can also take an at-home test. There is a water quality test straight from Amazon linked in the show notes. It's relatively inexpensive and will yield immediate results at home for what's truly in your tap water. So they test for 15 different contaminants tested in one kit. So if that's something that you're interested in, please be sure to check that out if you really want to tap your own water. Additionally, there are consumer reports. So you'll find that most communal water systems participate in a consumer confidence report called a CCR once a year by July 1st. This report reveals where the water is sourced. It identifies any contaminants and their possible health effects. So you can search for yours in the link in the show notes. And then I would also suggest going to your local city or your local town's official website to find an annual report on water quality. So overall, I hope that talking about the negative effects of tap water, what's in our tap water, why it is not good, I hope it's opened your eyes more than ever about the water running through your home. And I know it's made me think about what I can do to help prevent these contaminants from being in my home. And I know it's been kind of a doozy and I know it's been a downer. So now we're going to talk about some other options for filtering your water. So we've talked about the problem. Let's talk about the solution. So first of all, a question that I get a lot is, okay, what's the solution for clean drinking water? Is bottled water a good option? 
So unfortunately, I do not think that bottled water is a good option. And we pretty much never buy bottled water. I can think of a couple times that I've gotten bottled water from Costco for like some kind of event or something like that. But like maybe twice in the last 12 years, I really don't love bottled water. So here's why. So first of all, it's hella expensive. Bottled water on average cost 300 times the amount of tap water. So that's $1.22 per gallon. And compare how bottled water comes in at $7,320 per 6,000 gallons. That's insane. The bottled water industry has just shot up and they get a total of 11.8 billion on 9.7 billion gallons in 2012. So it is just crazy expensive. So that's number one for not drinking bottled water. Number two, it's terrible for the environment. Just the amount of single-use plastic bottles in the ocean's insane. So even if you recycle your bottled water, I personally just try to minimize my single-use plastic as much as possible. Unfortunately, it's also likely worse for you than tap water. Okay, so if we're coming at this from a health perspective, bottled water is not a great option because it's worse for you than tap water. It is tested for microbes and other water pollution four times less than tap water. So that is not good. I could talk about bottled water for a long time, but we're going to move on to at-home water filtration systems that you can get for your home. So one of my favorites is the Berkey water filter. So you can produce up to 6,000 gallons of purified drinking water with the big Berkey, and that is the Berkey that we have without needing to replace anything. So an average family of four drinks two to four gallons of water per day. We drink a ton of water in our house. So that means the filters would only need to be replaced every four years. Okay. So this includes using the big Berkey to produce every drop of drinking water and cooking water you need for 1,500 days in a row. The filters used in Berkey systems purify the water of contaminants. So think heavy metals, microorganisms, and pharmaceuticals, even viruses. So meaning this is going to keep you and your family safe. Everyone deserves to have fresh, clean drinking water. And I personally love our Berkey and I think that makes it possible. How does the Berkey work? It's super complicated, which is a great thing, but I'm going to give you a quote from Berkey directly so that I don't completely butcher how this works. So the first line of defense is that the Berkey purification elements are composed of a formulation of more than six different media types, all constructed into a very compact matrix. I feel like that's a good thing when you hear the word matrix containing millions of microscopic pores. These pores are so minute that they produce what we refer to as a tortoise path that pathogenic bacteria, cysts, parasites, sediment, and sedimentary minerals must travel through. These paths are so small that these pollutants physically cannot pass through them and become trapped, eliminating them from your drinking water. And this is known as microfiltration. So the process that Berkey uses is called microfiltration. And one of the things that I want to 
point out about any type of water filtration is this. Typically, we get a lot of our minerals from our water. So it's kind of an interesting thing that Berkey pretty much takes absolutely everything out of your water. And so I am going to put in the notes two different minerals that I suggest for putting back into your water. I know that's an annoying thing. You're essentially over purifying your water, but I would much rather purify my water and take every single thing out and add back in some minerals to keep my body functioning optimally than stick with the tap water and get all of these contaminants in it. So I think it's definitely the way to go. So I will absolutely put a Berkey coupon code in the show notes if Berkey is what you're interested in. Additionally, I really like the Aqua True systems. So this is a reverse osmosis purification and it results in clean, delicious water. And so they have a lot of different purifiers that you can use and I have a coupon code for them as well. So they have countertop reverse osmosis water purifiers They have a few different models. They also have an under the sink reverse osmosis water purifier if you want that. I feel like AquaTrue provides a really cost-effective, great option, especially if you know you want to have reverse osmosis water. And then lastly, a great option I think is a whole house water filter. So the reason that this is such a great option is it's going to filter every single thing out of your water, okay? And it's going to take everything out of your water for your entire home. So just like all these other companies offering water filtration, they also have lots of different models of whole house water filtration systems. So it definitely depends on the size of your home, the size of the whole house system you will need to purchase. And I will say this is the most expensive option. So if you're new to water filtration and you've never filtered your water and you're not willing to really make a huge investment to water filtration, I would say start with either the Berkey or the Aqua True, and then upgrade, save up for a whole house water filter. This is really great because it's so crazy, but you've heard me talk about how our skin is like a sponge and we can actually take the contaminants that are in our water and they soak into our skin when we're in hot showers. And so we can actually be contaminated by our tap water through our showers, through our baths. So the solution for that is twofold. You can either get a whole house water system. Those range from anywhere from like 1600 all the way up to over $5,000. And so if you're not willing to make that investment, then you can definitely get water filtration that goes directly on the shower. And I will put a link for that in the show notes. You can find all of this with coupons in the show notes for whatever you decide. So that is the gist, my friend, of 
water filtration, the dangers of your tap water, and why I really think that filtering your water is going to be safest for you and your family. In the show notes on the blog post, I'm also going to compare home water filters for you, and it breaks down how much a new filter costs, the cost per gallon, and then also the cost per 6,000 gallons and what kinds of things it removes. And so that's a really, really lovely chart if you're trying to make a choice. And I go through the Berkey, the Aquasana, a Brita, a Culligan, Ever Pure, and the Pure water filters. So if you want to check that out to decide what you want to get, be sure to check that out. Thank you guys for listening to another episode. I'm always so thrilled to join you every single week here. And I hope you learned a lot and this will help you make one more step in your journey to healthier choices for you and your family. Thank you for joining me and I will see you next week. 